Hi everyone and welcome to The Sweet Spot on a Farm, episode 42, part 2. If you just randomly tuned in and have no idea what this podcast is about, The Sweet Spot is all about natural health. I talk to natural health and fitness professionals and anyone whose business and life's mission it is to help us support our health in as natural ways as possible. We cover topics like organic farming, herbalism, fitness training, natural therapies, mental health, and we also talk about food and share plant-based nutritious recipes that support and nourish our body. This is the second part of my interview with Lucy Scott, a trained cancer care nurse, naturopathic herbalist and a transformational breathwork facilitator. Lucy and I met years ago at a private healthcare practice where I was receiving supportive treatment for my ulcerative colitis and Lucy worked as a nurse there while studying naturopathic medicine. We met again two years ago at a well-being festival and her name would pop up in different conversations I'd have with other local healthcare providers ever since and her practice came highly recommended. So if you didn't listen to the first part of my chat with Lucy, you can go back to the previous track and listen to it. Otherwise, enjoy. You did mention the kinesiology then, and I'd like to come back to that because um, it is something I came in contact with quite a while back while I was treated at Synergy. And the first time I was just thinking, oh my God, this is nuts. What is this thing? When did you come to close contact with kinesiology and thought, yes, this is my next therapy to train and I want to use this? Um, and uh, could, you, could you explain to our listeners how it works and w- what they could expect from a kinesiology session and how you personally use it in your practice? Energy, um, with Finbar, but also a nurse that was also working there at the same time as me, um, Carol Lynn from Cumber, she, that was how she figured out what my food intolerances were. And as soon as I took those foods out of my diet, I immediately felt better. Because with asthma, there's a lot of catarrh in the chest and a lot of coughing and wheezing. And so clearing, taking dairy out of my diet was key to clearing that congestion in my lungs and I would have had a session maybe a couple of times a year um, to just check to make sure that I hadn't developed more intolerances because when your digestive system has problems with a bacterial and yeast overgrowth, um, that can attract the immune system into the digestive tract, which then means that foods that you overeat on, that is constantly in your system your the immune system is going to recognize that as part of the problem um so clearing the bad bacteria and yeasts out and taking those foods out of the diet allowed the digestive system and the immune system to normalize um so going for kinesiology to me was part of my healing process because it was important that I kept my diet right so that I wasn't stressing my immune system. And I then, when I qualified in herbal medicine, realised that so many people have allergies and intolerances and it is so fast and so quick to pinpoint those foods that are causing a problem 
And so I use it with every consultation because there's always a little bit of that underlying it um, in most people, uh, underlying their immune issues um, because it weakens the immune system. So getting the immune system strong again to actually create the healing process they're looking for, you have to take the pressure off it. Um, Taking away the bacterial imbalance, putting in good bacteria which support the immune system, which produce vitamins, produce hormones that improve your mood, um, are very, very important. And, And... Naturopathically, that's the core of how to promote your health. That's the starting point. So in kinesiology, I would check the meridians in the body. So the meridians correspond to the different organs and systems. And that will let me know where the main weaknesses are. And then I can check to see, is it a vitamin, a mineral, a herb... Um, that needs to be used to support the proper function of that organ or that system. And I can do that within 45 minutes. Um, And it means that people get immediate benefits. Um, Do myself out of a job, mind you. (laughs) (laughs) So I have people coming back, maybe for one or two reviews, but... Most people, it's usually a year or two later once they maybe feel the heartburn coming back or the constipation coming back. Or um, With people who have chronic illnesses, working with the immune system and the nervous system is an ongoing thing. But once they have the information, then they can work with that information themselves. It is so interesting. Like, honestly, I swear to God, if if somebody told me that a few years ago, this thing is going to work. Yes. And and this is how it works. And and this is what happens. I would just go, no, this is just a woo-woo nonsense. This never can work. But I have experienced similar things a few times. And I have to say, it was always pretty much spot on. And the kinesiology session we had before we started recording this podcast, I I I knew that there is a virus going on because my partner's been sick for over a week now as well, yeah. and sniffling and coughing and and so that that is just um, that's just what's happening yeah. with my body and the fact that so he that's, it's a up sign. Else. Yeah, his immune system needs a bit of strengthening. Yeah, and you're not really feeling the effects because your immune system must be that bit stronger that it's actually sort of keeping it at bay Um, but yes for you to take herbs that actually throw the viruses out of the body there's certain herbs like lemon balm thyme mint yarrow lime flower and they have this antiviral effect where it throws the, the viruses out um, echinacea is great for bringing the immune system up but if you already have the cold you probably wouldn't notice much different it maybe might shorten the cold by strengthening your immune system to take echinacea but to actually really th- 
clear it out of your system, you need to be taking maybe two or three other, you know, antiviral herbs along mm. with the echinacea to get rid of it. Yeah, and I think it's yeah. it's probably a good idea to support the body to, to clear out and get rid of the things rather than suppress it, isn't it? Because then you're not allowing the body to actually yeah, get stuff out. Yeah, because taking paracetamol will make you feel a little bit better, um, but it's, and it's going to reduce your temperature, but your temperature is there to help to kill the virus mm. um, and your immune system is working at its best when when you have that higher body temperature um, so it's not always recommended obviously yes some people's temperatures can go too high um, and if their immune system isn't functioning properly absolutely you may need to go to the doctor and get an antibiotic or some help if it's it's getting worse and worse and the temperature's going too high. Um, you do need to use those extra supports. So I'm not saying don't go for the medication. I'm just saying give yourself a day or two and allow your body to clear the virus. It's naturally itself. Um, the And there's... You know, the herbs come as teas and there's so many herbal teas now in supermarkets even. But definitely the health food shops will have them. They're readily accessible. Um, People can grow their own herbs in in the gardens themselves. A lot of people do grow mint, lemon balm, um, different culinary herbs like sage and thyme are also very antiviral. Uh, sage is my favourite herb at the minute. Really? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm team oregano. <laughs> yeah. It is fantastic because it's antifungal, yeah. antibacterial. It's very, very strong. And yes, I'm going through the menopause at the minute and I break out in sweats. And sage is a fabulous herb for stopping those sweats. Um, so I take quite a lot of it every day. And it used to be that I didn't like the taste of it. No, I don't even taste it. Yeah, I wonder what sage pesto would be like. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably one of those herbs you, you don't take unless you really have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like the smell of sage, actually. Well, that's a good clue. If you like the smell of it, then it pro- you probably like the taste as well. Herbs like lemon balm, they're antiviral and they're very. that one is very specific for cold sores and shingles and any herpes virus, chicken pox and things like that. You would take lots of lemon balm for that, but it's also really good for the nervous system. It's very calming. I do have actually, I bought a whole case of lemon balm tea mm. um, a few months ago, so I have a big glass flip-top jar filled with lemon balm tea bags because I couldn't, for some reason, I couldn't get the loose one. And then whenever I, I'm having a herbal tea from um, Gareth at... Uh, the wild sage, I would sometimes, if the tea already contains lemon balm, I would just empty one of the tea bags as an extra dose of lemon balm uh-huh. into it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I take lemon balm constantly. Well, maybe that's why you haven't got the cold. <laughs> there you <laughs> You're go. You're already taking it. <laughs> Good old lemon balm, who knew? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, for anybody who who's wondering about what kinesiology session looks like um i was laid down on a on a on a couch (laughs) 
And um, so it, it's all to do with your muscles. So it's testing different muscles, how they're linked to different yes. organs. Yes. Each muscle that I'm testing, I'm testing the resistance. I'm not testing your strength. So when I ask you to put your arm in a particular position and I apply a little bit of pressure to it in a particular direction, I'm connecting with a particular meridian, energy meridian. Um, the one I'm thinking of is the meridian for the stomach. So if your stomach is working well, that's, I won't be able to move your arm. But if the arm moves slightly, um, wobbles a bit or comes down with my pressure, it means then that I need to find out what it is that is needed for the stomach to be strengthened to work properly again. So if somebody has inflammation in the stomach, I would be picking up um, the little bottle of um, Devil's Claw, which is a lovely anti-inflammatory, or Cilicia Gel, which is very soothing for inflammation in the stomach, to see is that what's needed to calm the inflammation in the stomach. In other cases, it may be that somebody doesn't have enough digest, um, hydrochloric acid, which is the main uh, fluid in the stomach for breaking down protein, but also for killing viruses and bacteria that come in with the food. If they don't have enough stomach acid, that will be part of the weakness of the stomach. So I would be using a supplement, uh, capsules of hydrochloric acid and pepsin, to see is this what's needed for strengthening the stomach so you can be very very specific about depending on which organ it is that I'm checking what do I want to check is needed to strengthen that organ back up again to full function in the digestive tract there's so many different parts to it each part has its own specific activities so I'd be finding out where the weakness is. So maybe there's an overload of um, yeast in the bowel. So that means a herb to clear the yeast out to allow the good bacteria to flourish again. Um, so you would have two supplements there. You would have your probiotics to restore the good bacteria and you would have your herb to remove the yeast and that should get the bowel function working again properly and take away a lot of the discomfort and bloating and constipation that people suffer in those particular circumstances. So because you can quickly test the arm or the leg in a particular position, you can very quickly go through a whole series of organs and systems very quickly. And that is painless. And the the client, as you you felt it yourself, you could feel when your arm was strong or your leg was strong. You can feel the weakness definitely. Whenever the weakness comes, there's nothing yeah. you can you can do about it. You yeah. can definitely feel it, which is really like bizarre that how the body works and how it just lets you know this is where the problem is. Mm -hmm. And it all comes down to energy flow within the body, and. That's one of the reasons why exercise is so important. Keep the energy flowing um, and building up your own energy, learning how to build up your own energy. And that's what transformational breath is about. 
is change how you can with your mind change your own energy levels you know recognizing when your energy levels are low because of feeling angry or frustrated or um, sad or whatever it is to refill it and then decide to change it and in transformational breath we give people the tools to do that Knowing and experiencing all that for years, how do you feel this holistic approach, or do you feel at all if that this holistic approach would be beneficial in the likes of cancer care? Because that's the world you've experienced as a nurse. So you have the viewpoint from both these worlds, the traditional medicine and the holistic approach. Absolutely. Cancer is another, it's just another condition of the body where there is a malfunction. And malfunctions that happen in the body are due to certain pressures that people have been experiencing. And because cancer is supposed to be an illness of older age, which it was uh before but not anymore it's um got so much more prevalent um it's got to do with how you are able to deal with stress and how do you deal with stuff that you haven't managed to resolve from the past um so Building up your energy is going to help your body to heal anything, not just cancer. Because to for that is, is the foundation of all the healing processes. So I don't focus on the person's illness when they come in. I'm focusing very much on how can I get this person functioning to their highest ability Um, and that can be at any level it can be in terms of what they're eating it can be in terms of how they're thinking how they're breathing Um, how can I take you know advise them to uh, detox the body to get rid of the bad stuff because the bad stuff is clogging up the body to prevent healing so the detox side of it is a small but important side of it um so that it's naturopathically that's a good place to start is to how do you clear the body first of um of the toxins that are blocking the healing process um and also how do you get somebody on board to believe that they can heal and also be open to learning these new skills for themselves. Um, how to take responsibility every day to watch their energy levels and work out what it is, know what it is that they can very easily do to get their energy levels back up again. Because it, it's the energy in the body and the energy of the immune system that is the healing energy. Do you think there is a chance that we see in our lifetime the Western medicine to work 
together side by side with the holistic approach in order to actually heal people rather than just treat the symptoms through medication. I think there are a number of people within conventional medicine who are aware that the healing power of the body is there. Um, It's just that they... Doctors are taught in a very specific way about how to use medicines and surgery and things like that. And they're very, very good at what they do. But they don't have... They haven't been given that knowledge themselves, even to look after their own beings, their own selves, uh, to improve their health. It's only the ones who have stepped outside of medicine to do homeopathy or herbal medicine themselves or acupuncture. There's doctors who do acupuncture and they know that there is this energetic field, there is these meridians in the body where the energy flows that um, that is all part of the healing process. But they're in the same boat as us. We do need more research. We need the evidence, documented evidence of how these natural ways of healing the body work. Um, But for some of us, we're not going to wait around for research. We're just going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) There's obviously been a certain degree of research. Well, there's so many other countries in the world who... Have, have not thrown out natural medicine. Mm. They use natural medicine. Their doctors are using natural medicine. Well, and there are, there are obviously, and I've spoken to Modestas, um, and for a lot of the complementary and naturopathic therapies that are approved to be practiced within the UK and other countries of the world, there have been studies and there has been clinical evidence, but unfortunately um, there's not enough research and papers to make it at the same level as it's it's like do do we have to do that amount of research for it to qualify to be taken into the nhs that i don't know but or should we think about creating another field you know the nhs is in crisis already and they can't actually adopt new things because they're struggling but those of us who believe in natural medicine and teaching people how to heal themselves with very simple techniques and can be supportive of the population in general because, you know, when they need more help because the people that come to us generally have been to the doctor or to the hospital first, but they realise that they need more and they can't get it from the hospital. So I I can't see that the NHS is is really ever going to invest in natural medicine in any big way without a, a huge change in leadership, basically. Um, but... That's leadership from the top. You can have leadership from the bottom. And I think that's what's happening here is people in the in the UK are just doing it for themselves. 
and sharing it with their friends and talking about it and it'll grow from the bottom up and maybe one day it'll not complete obviously you don't want to throw out the the skills of the doctors because it's very important stuff that they're doing too um and they you know are going to be a part of they're not going to go away and we don't want them to go away um but i think that maybe one day the doctors will acknowledge that natural medicine isn't quackery and it's not you know they talk even the doctors say it's all in your head <laughs> yes. and they're actually right <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, but what they're what they seem to be saying is that you're making it up. It's your imagination, but actually, yes, <laughs> it is all in your head. But it, it's not the you way need to learn to <laughs> listen to your own thoughts and recognize when they're useless thoughts, like negativity gets nobody gets no one anywhere. Whereas if you hear the negative thought, then you can think about, why well, Why am I thinking like this? And think the positive thought instead, reword it, change it around. And instead of worrying about the past that is gone, think about, right, okay, I'm in the present moment, I can choose to do something different. And these are all my choices, you know. And like going to a naturopathic herbalist. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. There's lots. There's. It's a growing population in Northern Ireland. <laughs> there are lots of herbalists. So if you, if you don't know, you should it. form your own club. Yeah. <laughs> so you're all about preventative care as well. It's it's all about prevention and changing the way we think and changing the way uh, our energy flows through our body which which can not only heal but but prevent if 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 we if we treat ourselves the right way and live live the right way and think the right way and move the right way um what is your lifestyle like to to prevent any health issues again i have to say that i have been able to change my lifestyle because i have received the support that I needed to be able to do that um, when if you're on your own it is you, you're very much aware of you have to earn money and you can put a lot of burden on yourself that actually can start weighing against you after a while but whenever you have the right support you can you have more freedom to make choices and it took me a long time to i suppose trust my husband that it, it would trust myself that it was okay not to be earning a certain amount of money each month so that i stopped being money focused and money driven and also i had a driving need to i suppose help people and that's where I got my self-esteem from. So the change around for me was deciding that in this present moment, I feel perfectly relaxed and happy. There isn't anything um, 
the negative thinking isn't there. I've stopped the negative thinking about myself just so that I can be at peace with myself and just enjoy where I'm at at this moment. And so that is a big part of every day. So the way Brian has actually supported me in doing that is that he is he's like clockwork. He will meditate first thing in the morning and about five o'clock in the afternoon and he will meditate twice a day. I can never really manage that, but I always do it first thing in the morning so that if I do it again later in the day, then it's a bonus. <laughs> and uh, But it is, meditation is fantastic and it really allows you just to settle down into yourself, into your own being. And yes, there are thoughts go around your head, but there's... You know, when you breathe or have a little mantra or something like that, you can calm the mind. It usually takes me at least 20 minutes to get the mind to settle. Um, and this is a way of ensuring that I have time out every day for myself. And then whatever happens the rest of the day, if there is something difficult that comes up, then I can do five minutes of the transformational breathing which is a conscious connected breathing and it's because you're focusing on your breath to do that it stops all the the spinning thoughts going on in the head um, and then when you come out of it again you're in a, a better place to make decisions um, or just to let it go so um I do stick to a diet. I'm very particular about what I eat, but I love food and I love dairy products still. <laughs> <laughs> but I know if I have cheese or ice cream, I'm going to cough. <laughs> so it alarms other people more than me. So I just say, it's okay, I've been eating cheese. <laughs> um, so I don't deny myself totally. Um yeah, I'm, I just listen to my body and if I need a rest, I'll, I'll just take it. I'll just create the environment for myself that I want. Um, not everybody can do that, obviously, if you've got a house full of kids, but I'm lucky that I don't in that sense. Um, but... I like to encourage parents to do it for themselves so that their kids can learn to do it because the kids learn from watching how parents live their lives and um, even my two nieces and my nephew are aware of meditation and breathing um, because they are open-minded and they like to explore these things so they may not use it on a day-to-day -day basis, but if they need to, they know that they can. I think it is important because if, if you're a parent, or if you are a parent who's constantly stressed and doesn't really, if you don't look after yourself, your health, and don't pay attention to yourself, don't put yourself at ease, then obviously the kids will pick up on it, and then they will be stressed and, and um, just copy and... The behaviour by yeah. observation. Yeah. and We learn from our parents to suppress our emotions. So you can see that your mother or your father is unhappy 
but they're not talking about it. So you think that's the way to deal with stuff. Whereas if my parents had been able to talk even just to each other, because children always listen in, <laughs> at least I would have maybe learned how to listen to some. Well, I, I'm quite a good listener, so I don't need to... Maybe I would have learned how to talk about my feelings, which is more important. Um, and that is... It's such a big area, the mental health area, mm. being able to talk about how you feel and not feel guilty and not feel ashamed. And I, I, I had severe asthma just because of one thing, one grief. But for, for other people, to have guilt and shame is a huge thing. And that's why in my sessions I, I listen a lot and give people the space to talk because it's so important and working from home is brilliant because it means then that you can give people extra time whereas working in the clinic you're sort of fighting time a little bit because you have to finish within the hour or the hour and a half depending on what you've arranged well honestly work for the nhs because then it's probably 15 minutes mm, yeah <laughs> So um, my lifestyle exercise makes a huge difference. I love Zumba. I go to Zumba class at least once a week because the music is so uplifting and it, it engages my mind and engages my body. And um, even going to the gym, you know, the music's on and you can really work on yourself. Um, I feel I always feel so much more energized when I do that. And I know there's people out there who don't have the energy to do it because their energy's got so low, but there is ways of bringing the energy up where you don't actually have to be physically active, and that's where the breath work comes in. You can breathe yourself healthier and fitter. So if you had one or two top tips for our listeners how to keep healthy? I would say definitely take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> Try to breathe as deeply as you can into your belly and just you know if you can do several breaths one after another and just feel how much more relaxed you feel after that and you can do it anywhere at any time and the other is to just give yourself a break and be gentle and kind to yourself. Not in terms of uh, treating yourself. It's it's time to heal and time to um, be forgiving for yourself because we tend to be really hard on ourselves thinking that we should be doing this or that. Um, but all we actually need is... TLC and if you can do that with meditation or treating yourself to a yoga class or having a nice long warm bath you know it's all time you know and, and be aware of because that's when the thoughts come up and people stop doing nice relaxing things because they think they're going to torture themselves by the way they're thinking it's um, catching those thoughts and thinking a second time, okay, what's a better way to think here? 
So if you reword what you're thinking and uh, into a positive affirmation, I am relaxed and happy. I am confident. I forgive and understand myself. And yeah, it all just helps you to release the stress and unwind. I think that might have been three things. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I wasn't counting. <laughs> so just a couple of last questions to wrap uh, this very interesting conversation up. You mentioned that you're you're very particular about what you eat. So what is your diet diet like and do you have a favorite vegetable? At the moment, um I actually have been following a diet to try to lose a bit of weight. As I said earlier, I'm I'm not very good at being consistent with things. So <laughs> I had let the exercise side of things go down and was eating too much so under Brian's influence again although I do tend to be like that if I start to find my clothes get too tight I go okay I need to cut something out here so the first thing I usually cut out is bread because on bread goes butter and jam and all sorts of nice things so that's a very very quick and easy way to cut out the calories um, so we got Brian and I got back into a good exercise routine and um, he is a great believer in the shrink diet. It's a plan that you follow. But normally I have been tending towards a gluten-free diet and dairy-free diet and keeping sugars as low as possible um, because I know my body and... My body actually doesn't deal very well with carbohydrates. So a big thing about paying attention to yourself is learning what works for you and what doesn't. And the uh, my favourite vegetable would probably be the avocado. <laughs> I love avocado. We had that before. I think Nick Mancuso, who um, I was talking to about the ketogenic diet, he's big yeah. into avocados. Yes. Um, do you have a favorite recipe or how do you eat your avocado? Um, usually straight from the skin, actually. But at the moment, um, I find guacamole the most useful food to have because... You can take a small amount of it and it actually sort of fills you up because it has proteins, it has the oils. When you add a bit of chilli and lemon juice and tomato with it, you know, you're giving yourself so many nutrients in that one little pot. And it's it's just my go-to food, really, especially if I'm in a rush. And could you share a recipe? How do you make your guacamole? <laughs> um, it's very simple. You just pile the ingredients together into a blender and blast it. So, um, yes, so a, a tomato, an avocado, two avocados, um, half a lemon and um, a little bit of uh, ground chilli and uh, blend it all together. It's as easy as that. I think the most difficult bit is washing the blender. 
like it. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, so I, at this time of year, I find it really hard to eat salads. But the, if, if the avocados are still in the shop, then I'll still buy them. Um, but there is a trick to getting your avocados ripe and not overripe. Um, so it's sort of rotating them between the fruit bowl and the fridge. So if they're hard, then I leave them in the fruit bowl till they go softer. And then I'll, if I'm not going to eat it that day, I'll pop it in the fridge just to stop it from over-ripening. Um, and yes, so I, I would buy about three or four avocados at, a go, at each go. And um, they, yeah, so... I don't eat them every day, but it's and it's it's hard to to find a good supply of avocados. I think Tesco's tend to be quite good, but um, sometimes I, I sort of wonder if they've been irradiated or you know when they just seem to be ripe const, or unripe constantly, and then you open it and it's gone black, and you're going right. I think that's been irradiated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. It is a bit tricky. Um, this time of year, we're getting to be experts at making soup, <laughs> yes. which is comforting and warm and gives you that energy. And it's easier to digest if you blend it. And um, yeah. Last thing, if somebody, um, if people live in Northern Ireland um, and live close to Sainfield or Belfast and would like to have a session with you, um, how can they contact you? What is the best way to get in touch and book a session? My mobile is 07855938235. Uh, so I quite like to chat to people before, well, when they're booking in, uh, to find out a little bit about them. Um, otherwise, my email is lucy at k to w so it's k number two w dot co dot uk and they can email me queries to begin and my website is lucyscott.net and there's lots of information on there are you going to be changing it to lucywilliams.net <laughs> i'm trying to work that one out what to do <laughs> But for now, it's Lucy Scott. Dot net. Dot net yes. <laughs> <laughs> and my Facebook site is Lucy Scott Herbalist as well. Okay. So I haven't changed the name there yet. Well, it's been absolutely great to be chatting to you. Um, thank you for the kinesiology session. And um, let's just get my tincture sorted. Oh, yes, your antiviral tincture. <laughs> my antiviral tincture. Thank you yes, very you're much, very welcome. Lucy. Thank you very much, Sana. Fun fact, avocado is not a veg, it's a berry. And I believe we talked about it in part two of episode 12 with Nick Mancuso. So if you'd like to, you can go back and listen to that. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with Lucy and didn't write down her number, the number is 07855938235. It's not an Irish number, so if you live across the border or in another country, you'll have to dial 0044 and then leave out the zero before the seven. Um, you can also get her via email at lucy at k 
to w.co.uk. That is K, the letter K, two as in number two, w.co.uk. And Lucy is spelled L-U-C-Y. You can also visit her website, which is lucyscott.net. That's L-U-C-Y-S-C-O-T-T.net. Or you can find her on social media as Lucy Scott Herbalist. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a comment on social media and SoundCloud, or even better, rate us on iTunes. Now, some of you might not realize it, but to give you this free quality content, it takes a lot of time and effort every week. And I'm not even going to go into the travel cost because I record all these podcasts with my guests in person. I'm not asking you for a payment. But to keep this podcast free of charge and free of any adverts, there is one thing you could do. Please leave a review. I really believe it is a small price for otherwise free content and you'll only have to do it once and it only takes two minutes. You can even do it on your smartphone if you have the Apple Podcast app. And remember, you can find our recipes on our social media and the best way to get them is to download in a PDF form from our Facebook public group page, The Sweet Spot on a Farm. You can find them all in the file section. Now we're back to fortnightly episodes, so have a lovely two weeks, think positive, drink some herbal tea, and above all, stay healthy. Until next time, bye! As every week, your host is myself, Susanna from The Sweet Spot, Music by Mark J. Adair and artwork by Gemma O'Hagan. Thank you for listening.